listening to the Finders Creepers radio show, making global spectrum. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finders Creepers uh, Cottage. This is a Halloween special from beneath the blackened hedgerows of the sinister Saxonic countryside. I'm Pete Mitchell. We have Andy Votel. Hello. And we have Jerry Hologram. Hello, everybody. Yes, and, and, and Doug Shipson, how are you, Doug? Hello, mate. Very good, very nice. Are you, are you, is everybody feeling in Halloween spirit? They're... Yes, indeed. It's very dark and gloomy in here. And that's and I think that's as a result of our hard rock show last, last, last month. I think You're very that's... pleased with yourself about that. Do you know what? It's, it's probably the most listened to show <laughs> in my house. <laughs> I didn't realise I was such a fuzz addict. You know, right, yeah. After all, after our, our Balearic and New Age summer, it's nice to be back into devious patch, pastures, right. I think. Yeah, I could I'm, see you were you were beaming from ear to ear. It was all that, um, all that Sabbath, Sabbath chatter yeah, you know, which yeah. is very dark in itself, and uh, we're going to be talking. Is Victor Brock's going to join us for this Halloween special? Uh, Victor has got some some um, hot off the press news um, about Graham Bond. It's only uh, forty five years late, but it's definitely good for what uh, late for what we late news flash. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and also, if we can keep, um, I don't know, is, is solar power, battery power, Mister Jerry H. Hologram. Are you? Today we're working on moon power. Moon power. Moon power. I've moon never heard power. of it. Wow. Is it? Right. A, is it it's like the sun power, but inverted. Ah, right. Oh, okay. Right. So as yeah. it as we as uh, so as it. You're not on the dark side, then, are you? Have you... Well, no. <laughs> but there'd be no power on the dark side, would there? I've never been there. <laughs> so you wouldn't know, of course. All, no. I, uh, no. All I can deduce from this, though, as it gets lighter, as the sun comes up in a, as, as, in a very vampiric way, you're mm. going to run out of steam. <laughs> going already, going already. <laughs> Tempting. Yeah, <I'm> only joking. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we don't uh, want laughter on a Halloween special, do we? We want, we want blood, guts, and gore. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think in order to charge the batteries, I think we should go straight in with a, with a classic of, uh, of bloodthirsty B-movie music from France. En Francais, this is Jean Rollin, the band Acanthus, with um, Shiver of the Vampires. This is the Finders Keepers radio show, making global local.
This mm, this is the Finders Keepers radio show from uh, somewhere beneath the blackened hedgerows of the sinister Saxonic countryside. Uh, you, you read that with utmost conviction, then. Was that not was that not on the money? No, I think it was pretty good. I think, I you, think. Know, you sounded quite. You kind of almost sounded scared. I know when I'm spooked. Yeah, I, I'm spooked. Jerry H. Hologram's uh, spooked over Jean Rollin. Jean Roland. Jean Roland. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, sadly passed away a couple of years ago. That was the, the band Acanthus, which was a bunch of uh, 15, 16, 17 year olds who uh, put, put together really? some music in a very sort of loose Amison gong style. Uh, and uh, yeah, seemingly never did anything else un- until mm. somebody admitted or fessed up that they also went by the name Unity and did two amazing singles. I'm sure we've mentioned this before on the show, and we always like to crowbar Jean Rallon into the into the proceedings. But what better way to start our uh, our uh, horrorcore special? Yeah, and as uh, the same time last year, the minute we start broadcasting, the ice forms on the inside of the windows. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed, noticed that? Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a there's a chill. There's a chill. Uh, are they stalactites or stalagmites? Uh, stalactites to the ceiling. Stalagfrites. Yeah, they sit tight to the ceiling. Lovely. Uh, yeah. So what, Pete? Um, I, I gave you. Uh, you only had one job. And mm. that was to contact um, the uh, dead. The, <laughs> you promised to me that you could get the Prince of Darkness himself, Mr. Christopher Lee, yeah. to come on the show later, yeah. which I'm very excited about. Very excited. Make, making a yep. return, a return visit. Making a return visit from yep. the, from the, the the other side, of course. I know you're a busy man. I know you've had a lot to do this. I mean, what have you been up to? Uh, a number of things. All sorts. All, All sorts. sorts of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's um, a very leading question. What have I been up to? Yeah, it could, that not, could be a I'm show not, in itself. Very unlikely to share that with you. <laughs> okay. Really. I, I, really. Right then. Close the evidence for the <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, did you do it? I did do it, of course. Yeah, okay, and how did you... And you, what did you do? You went you got his... Contact. Seance. Seance, right. Went to a okay. seance. Right. Uh, with the help of some of uh, the villagers. Right, okay. Just down the road, as you well know. Right. And uh, under candlelight throughout the week, we managed to get in contact with... Someone who's very, very important and relevant to the show. Right, OK. Sounds like the Yellow Pages to me. Yeah. Excellent. All right, then. Uh, other stuff? Cool. Cool. Oh, we've got Dougie. We, uh, we're going to talk to um, Victor Brox, who's a regular on the show. He's been here for the past couple of shows. Oh, Victor's back with, yeah, with about some amazing he stuff. He was kind of sinister. He looks quite sinister, doesn't he, Victor, don't you think? Do you agree? I think he looks like a big, friendly teddy bear, yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah. I very, feel very comfortable in so there. So let alone with Christopher Lee. Yeah. Joining us yeah. and uh, somebody who was very close to Chris in the, those those Ooh. cinematic days. V- a VIP, or should I just say a VP? <laughs> There's a little hint. It's a very There's heavy. A little hint. It's a very you. heavy hint. <laughs> Hopefully, if the seance goes correctly, and you know, and we can get our MB Games Ouija board all cranked yeah. up, we should be be ready to roll. Shall we go somewhere? Else? I want. What I thought would be a nice thing to do is go straight to Transylvania, but I think we should just get off at the stop before and have a night out in Budapest. What about oh, that? oh yes, please. Okay, let's go to Hungary, and this is the band Pyramus.
again uh, from the English countryside. This is our Halloween special, second year in a row. Everything's coming back round again. Uh, that was interesting and very, very strange. Really weird. Yeah, that was that was the band Py- Pyramus from Budapest. Um, as you can hear, we've got um, a problem A problem in the background yeah. with Jerry H. Hologram. Familiar, that. You just think he's running out of charge yeah. there. I, I'm guessing it's the electronic effects on said record mm. which has started interfering with his frequencies. Oh, is that what it is? Is it draining him? Possibly. Is it draining Jerry Hologram? I'm just going to turn him off a minute. Just turn him off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get closer to Transylvania. Well, you could get closer to Transylvania because I'm going to play a Transylvanian record Yeah, we'll, we'll, stop, we'll, well, we'll stop the, 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 we'll stop the, stop before stop the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stop the bus. A, a, the amazing thing about that record, very very um, established band on the uh, communist rock scene, and we've talked about that lots and lots in the past. But mm. um, this band... This, for, for, for once, that and an English vocalist, which mm. must have played havoc with the uh, with the the censors over there. I don't think they would have liked that. The, the really? State. Well, oh. yeah. But the thing is, 
He was in vampiric form because that was a track called Dracula. There you go. And if you noticed, he was singing English, but I think the backing vocals all phased out were in Hungarian, so that was almost like a wow. two-headed monster, <laughs> I think. So worked for me, not to mention the funky bass line. Of course. So, yeah, so there you go, Pyramus. So, yeah. Um, That's going well already. A very, very high watermark. Yes, yeah. I'm extremely worried about Jerry Jerry Hologram. I mean, after after the recent appearance at uh, Festival Number no. Six, their first gig in a long, long time. Oh, I think yeah. he's been drained ever since. I think. Yeah, so let me just see if I can walk. Usually, get about a minute out of him. Let's uh, just let's see if we can crank him up. How was Festival Number no. Six, Jerry? I think he was very good. Yeah. Ah, you see, so this is where it all went wrong. Mm, exactly. Exactly. You could name he's it. rusting. Tell, tell you've got the imminent release of your of your unreleased record, never been out there before from some old magnetic tapes. Wiggly D. Yes, indeed. It's a top-notch time for us purple platter spinners. Thank you. Wow. Right, are you excited about the release of your album? About as excited as a hologram can get. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that, that's very animated. For people that don't know, uh, Jerry and the Holograms was the moniker of uh, a, an amazing supergroup to come out of, of, of Manchester. They yeah. did one single called, uh, well, an EP called Meet the Dissonance. Yes. And... Uh, yeah, and I think... Historical, I think, I think now, would you... Uh, it is, yeah. I've historical. always called it... Historical. <laughs> well, either historical or I've always said it's horrific. The, the blueprint of modern Mancunian synth-pop. The beginning of... Only on Mondays. Ah... It's kind of as 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 horrific as a, a robot. A robot. Well, I'm I'm a bit on the fence there about whether or not robots are bona fide monsters because I don't think they are. And whenever I see a lineup of monsters, or for example, if I were to buy some horrific bubblegum with a free badge as a kid, yeah. and there was a robot in there, I'd be like, that's not. Well, they're normally they're, those robots so when with monsters turn bad, but I'm not a monster. Yeah, when they, there are a number yeah. of robots in the history that were quite nasty and 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 scary. I have to. Say. As Jerry H. Hologram. The Lost in Space one was a, a horrific. Uh, he was a weird one, wasn't Scared he? Scared of that, were you? Yeah, that was right, quite okay. weird shaped. As, as Jerry just pointed out, though, he's not a mon- He's not a, a, ro- a no. robot, is he? He's a hologram. Right. So, yeah. Oh. We should be able to tell that, actually. If I was to no, just. All 16 of me. If I was to just use my fist to enter your stomach. Right through. Yeah, you're going. Oh, and he's going in, and he, he's mm-hmm. pulled yeah. it out again. <laughs> <laughs> Hologram. Oh, battery. Battery problem. It's horrible. Oh, all this, all this, all that gel all over your hands. It feels wet when it's. Is that battery acid? There they go. He's gone. It felt wet when it was going in, but when it comes out, it's totally. No, dry. that's weird. That, you're in, you're going through an, into another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Um, we need a bit of energy in the room. Have you? Because it's been it's been absolutely drained of any energy power. Like, this, this whole cottage. I, you, I, I haven't. I've got, I've got some more. Do you want some more electronic music? Will it will it power up uh, Jerry Hologram? Do you think? Uh, let's let's the crown prince of electronic music, Jean Michel Jarre. Early doors. He did an amazing record called Synthetic Man by Samuel Hobo. That is not the, the remotely scary though, uh, Jean Michel Jarre. Or am I, I, I'm going to be proven wrong here. Wait till you hear well, this. Okay. this. This is pretty scary. I will stand corrected. Yeah. In a cosmic tramp sort of way, this right. is uh, Sam, Samuel Hobo. <laughs> I don't want to be synthetic man. I don't want to be. Synthetic man. <laughs> I 
I know why the bitch let that excite <laughs> Well, yeah. I know black this now. Don't die to throw the lines and throw my weapon, my weapon. Sounds like the synthetic man was having problems there. But Ooh, towards the end, very strange. If you, if you just glance over at Jerry H. Hologram, he seems to be having worse problems. He's not looking well. He's not. That's I can the, see right through him. On, on our Halloween special, it's already got a bit embarrassing because I think we might have a, a sort of a fading hologram on our a on death our, on our hands. But that's perfect for a Halloween show. A death, isn't it? Just put stick him on the old um, thing. Get that uh, rusty. Go to, go. I'll just go get a thing from your dungeon and all them I'll, weird. I'll get, I'll get, yeah, I'll get it. Them weird antique medical tools that you keep down there. And there we go. Put, there we go. You got put, it. Put this meter on him. Like, right. Plug this into that. Is it? Right. It's definitely showing red now. Put them. Put the meter on. It's yeah. coaxial. Stick that in. Yeah. Right. We've killed him. Stone dead. Show's over, as Petula Clark said. We've killed him. <laughs> the show is over. Jerry and the hol- Well, no, it's not over. Yeah. Just we haven't got a hologram here anymore. No, well. So everything's gone a bit 2D. Um, I, I, and a little less purple. To me, it's all ended in tragedy, this. It's so, so early into the show. Oh, well, my name's Andy Votel, that was uh, Pete Mitchell, and that <laughs> was Jerry H. Hologram. Hopefully we're going to get another another guest on the show. Uh, need a big replacement. On. Yeah, we need a big replacement. We do. Uh, that, that was also Jean-Michel Jarre earlier. You couldn't quite believe that no. that Jean-Michel Jarre. It's like he's been listening to some sort of uh, heavy 
if a, if a, if a wish Punk. Could, if a wish could come true by the end of the show now I'm not promising anything but if you could muster just a few words with Jean-Michel Jarre we could we could it might not happen this show it might happen next show but if you could possibly sort that out you know that would um, redeem well, you, you know, from I have the, lined up a few in the past that would redeem you from the impending complications that you've had with Christopher Lee because I'm not being funny Pete but I really don't think you've done your homework right. and I think your promise to get Christopher Lee on the show today is um, a load of why? Because I, uh, I just because uh, I, I don't know. I've just you know you've had a lot on your mind lately, and I just don't think you've, you've got things have been it. stacking up. Things have been getting me down. And you've done stuff like this in the past. Yeah, big claims. <laughs> so anyway, yes, throw um, down the gauntlet. Anyway. Exactly. Um, this is the Finders Creepers. Halloween show part two. Is it too early for a bit of goblin? Full hit horror. Let's go for it. It's yeah. it's Italy's Italy's finest. Blood stained shadow, here it is. Goblin. Finders keepers. B music. the finders keepers cottage somewhere in the uh, what is it again beneath the blackened hedge row of the sinister sonic keep up i'm trying of, to keep up the depths of hell yeah, yeah felt like it yeah that was um well it was actually uh, stelvio cipriani mm. but uh, uh backed by the amazing got band. in quite early with your italian there yeah yeah quite yeah, early quite early amazing uh, fabio pignatelli bass lines there which mm. can only tell you that it was goblin right the amazing crown prince soundtrackers of um of the giallo scene love it yes. halloween is not Halloween oh, 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 without oh, a bit oh, of goblin. Oh. <laughs> In fact, I'd go as far as saying that it was well, that's one of the most um, worthwhile upgrades to vinyl or downgrades, however which way you look at it. Always um, an upgrade. Vinyl is always an upgrade think, in my mind. Yes. Yeah, this this year by uh, the Deathwalls Company right. uh, and um, good Multi- on them. Multicoloured vinyl. That. Well, it was originally released and took off the tapes by uh, Lucia Told the Media, which was uh, the people who first discovered the uh, Vampiros Lesbos soundtrack. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, but always wanted it 
on vinyl. You have it. So now it's there for all to share. So go out, seek, destroy, enjoy. Yeah, play. So, yeah. Um, we are here at the Creeper's Cottage for the Finders Keepers... Um, the Finders Keepers Halloween special. Um you said you were going to. Uh, you said you'd put yourself into the hairdressers tomorrow morning. Yeah, is that true? It is. Northern, yeah, uh, yeah. Northern You've taken over there, haven't you, Northern Souls? Northern Souls. I just go. They like to offer you a, a beer when you go in. So. Yeah, I never take. I don't. I go in early, so I wouldn't have a beer at uh, right. ten a.m. Perhaps you, Vimto, yeah, hot, Vimto. hot or cold? It'd be is cold. That, is that the door? Yeah, I think it is the door. Yeah. Are you are you going? Oh, in fact, I will get the door because I'm quite excited because I think, is this your special guest? Pete! Well, <laughs> Feeling a bit... No. Feel, I know it's still... Star look, of Silver I don't, Screen. Listen, I'm going to have to go. It's, it's going to be Christopher Lee, isn't it? It, it is. Take, How did you I'll guess? Take it back. How it did back. you guess? Shh, quick, I'm going to go because I don't want to leave All you right. bloody waiting. Chris! Ah! Oh. Hiya! Uh, Chris, Christopher, Hiya. Yeah. Chris, Christopher Lee! Yep, the Christopher Lee, look! Thank you. Morning. Christopher Lee. Yeah. This is a bit of a Saxon cottage. Yeah, thank you. Here. Well, uh, sorry, excuse me, mate. Yes. What's this, Pete? It's Christopher Lee that you asked for. Can, the Christopher Lee. Can Hello. You, can I have your full name, please? Christopher Paul Lee. C.P. Lee? Yep. It's dark. Is that you, C.P. Lee? Can you see yeah, him? Yes, I could dark. What's step that? inside, Chris, Chris step inside. Dressed in a bloody hood and... Well, yeah, it's not... Halloween. Ha-ha, ha-ha. See? You what? got what you asked for. Yep. I meant Christopher Lee, the Prince of Darkness. I, no, well, I, not the bloody. I've Greek. had some photographs returned from the chemist. As the <laughs> yeah, Prince it of was, Darkness. But. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the greasy bear, bloody Jockoog. It is indeed. Jock-o-og. It yeah, is yes, indeed. The, the man, Christopher the man Paul of a Lee. Feces. Chris- <laughs> Here we are. Christopher Lee. Gee, yes, and you called, my lord. Yeah. All right, a rather okay. fitting icy uh, welcome for Christopher Lee there. Thank you. <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and you, well, yes, you called. Yeah, all right, yeah. listen. You in. summoned me. Look, I'm all genned up on this. I've I've got the horror stuff from A to Z. Well, I you, know the whole lot. You, you've done your horror See? homework. Well, I have you, done my horror homework. There you go. What have you got then? I stand before you what? as an unadulterated long streak of horror. Just shut the door, shut the door. <laughs> what have you got in your bag? Uh, I've got a, a sharpened stick. I've got a hammer, Stand a back. clove of garlic. Whoa, hang on a minute. He I've means got business. a revolver loaded with silver bullets, and I've got holy water masquerading as what? Oh, it's turned into wine again. Yeah, yeah, it's a miracle. Drat. Yeah, yes, but uh, it shows the Lord is with me. Other than than that, what have you got that you can talk about? I can talk about when I met Christopher Lee. If you're thinking of the other Christopher right. Lee, which I've got a sneaking suspicion, you think... No! Yeah. Well, no. No. And, well, the, and... The, the, the great, late Christopher Lee, actor yeah. of that parish... OK. ..who made a great album called Rogues and Vagabonds. Right, anything, anything else? Come on, come on. Uh, anything else in my arsenal of supernatural weaponry? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's have a little a rummage Cliff, here through one. this. Uh, what yeah. have we got? Yeah. Uh, oh, we've got a Cliff Twemlow book. Because he did a, f- a famous Mancunian exploitation filmmaker, did right. a couple of horror this movies. This is enough already. Is this enough for you okay. already? Draw. I have a werewolf tongue. Okay. Okay. The play some the, let's play some music. Let's play some music. Oh, all, right, all right, then, you're hired. You, you've, you've, got, you've got the gig. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Paul Lee will be in the studio after <sighs> this next record. Thank
This is Funny Keepers Radio Show from somewhere in the uh, English countryside. This is our second Halloween special. Can you believe a year has gone by like that? We've got a big list on the wall here of things we can't play only because we played them last year. So we're keeping it Which nice. is a bit of a shame. Fresh blood. Fresh, fresh blood. Ha, ha, Drinking ha, fresh blood. Ha, 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 that was B- Bjorn Pham, uh, a lovely little a little EP from um, uh, Malmo or Gothenburg. I can't remember, but it's Swedish and uh, it's called Good Vampire. Yeah. Both of those places are very important, actually. Are they? In Swedish uh, uh, beingness. Right. Uh, as Malmo has a great university system, as strangely enough, so does Gothenburg. And full of students, full of very interesting people, including the body of my Uncle Owen. Ah. He, he, there's no shrine, which I'm quite surprised about. Um, he was a very Swedish type of a man, which is not bad for uh, a Gaelic-speaking Irishman. Good. Uh, who chose to live his life in Malmo. Uh, right. After the Second World War, he'd seen such horrors that he went to Malmo because uh, every day reminded him that life is much worse elsewhere. Right. <laughs> Those fascinating Scandinavian facts yeah. came from Christopher Lee. Thank you. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness here for all of you. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> the, the man behind bands like Jacko Og and the Head People, the yes. first ever psychedelic band in Manchester. Um, wow. Greasy Bear, yes. an unreleased Vertigo record, which has recently been released by a Mancunian record label. Is it called Vinyl Revival? It's Vinyl Revival, yeah. courtesy of Finders Keepers. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, last but not not least, we have the record known as Jerry and the Holograms, the complete album uh, coming out on uh, Finders Keepers. Well, thereby hangs a tale, uh, which is that these uh, dusty relics have lain in the vault for quite some time. And rather like Howard Carter opening the tune of Tutankhamun, <laughs> uh, the explorer Sir Andrew Votel um, creaked down into the chambers of oblivion and pulled aside the doors of darkness and rent asunder the veil of unknowing. And there, lying before throbbing like a tomcat (laughs) in the night, were the the, uh, tapes that uh, have been sequestered in seclusion by the monks of Numentia. And they are about to be wow. unleashed upon the world as Jerry and the Holograms' what a official live album. So, well, no, not, live. not live. No, no why did <laughs> living, I say that? Living, living album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. alive. Just. I, I took my hand of glory into the into the chasm and pulled. I told you, you Pete. Did. I know. Exactly I, he yes, told you. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's all there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's a pleasure to have you at the uh, the keeper's cottage for the very first time, uh, well, Mr. Christopher doors, Lee. That door, your front door, it's very Needs low. Hinges. Very low. Well, it's, I was you know, worried. It's <laughs> to come in. <laughs> um, uh, fan of Scandinavian music? Back to the Bjorn I, fan? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, and then some. Uh, <laughs> be, be, before, before Ibu, um, you had the fantastic groups such as... Uh, um, Do you mean Goody, Brolin and the Dung? They were... Ach, <laughs> nee, no, Because uh, we learnt, we learnt in the, when I was in the Albertos, we learnt when we went over and did a mini tour of uh, the Scandinavian countries. The Swedish Hells Angels make the uh, Oakland Angels look like sissy pants. <laughs> uh, they're not... Wow. It's, it's, it's the direct blood bloodline of the Viking warrior. Um, and they are heavy cats. They they don't carry shotguns. They have uh, Uzis. 
Yeah. Um, as a normal fashion accessory. And they haven't got a sense of humour. <laughs> it depends Blood. what you find funny. <laughs> you know, I chopping do. somebody's legs off with a chainsaw, hilarious. I don't actually find it that funny, but I'm sure there well, is. Well, yeah, come on now. I know, all, I know. We've all laughed a little. I, 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 well, I know, I know. Well, first they're, of they're all, hardcore. Those cats are hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. and that's a yeah. compliment. From me, because our first, the Greasy Bears uh, roadies were Hell's Angels. Hoppy. From Reading. Yeah, Hoppy, Hoppy. from Stockport, who's the rocking one percenters. Uh, our, our main roadie was Animal, a guy called Animal, and we got him straight out of Strange Ways. Right. Uh, Straight out of I could tell you stories about why he wore, you know, they wear wings for different types of, um, let's say, cunning linguism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had green ones. Oh, I know what that means as well. Well, there you yeah. go. So, what does that uh, mean? Fun, fun, fun. Well, he oh. said it was going down on a Martian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, I see. For right. all these years, I've learned. Anyway, we had, we were always so, so, so had associations with the Hells Angels via the Edgar Broughton band we played free concerts for the Hells Angels here there and everywhere throughout our career as the Albertos but in Sweden the Hells Angels that came to the gigs in Gothenburg and Stockholm were uh, an entirely different class of people did you um, uh, sort of uh, gravitate towards Hells Angels or the other way did, they, did you always you didn't always find Hells Angels th- in your I audience because we you? were so bonkersly anti-establishment right we attracted them and, like a magnet uh, and they thought we were we were cool and we were okay. In the same way that the mighty Stack Waddy uh, oh, were yeah, much yeah. revered by the same outlaws of society. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and, and to be fair, we embraced the... You didn't uh, have an Altamont so. moment then? Um, yes, we did, but at Bieber's in London. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bieber's. We were playing... That wasn't a murder, was we, it? we were playing a residency at Bieber's fashion store in, uh, in Knightsbridge. Uh, um, we were kind of on when the shop shut they had a little concert hall and we were playing and it was suddenly invaded by skinheads who'd come from Chingford or somewhere to create mayhem and havoc yeah and they they creamed the shop um, and it was a bloodbath. And then we were playing, in, oddly, at the Bath Festival about two weeks later, <laughs> and they billed us from the men who bought, brought Altlamont to Beavers. It's quite a compliment. Quite, quite a compliment. Okay, right. Indeed. But, indeed. It, it was, it was few, horrible, horrible. The dream come true idea of getting Christopher Lee to talk about the Hells Angels mm-hmm. on the Finders Creepers Halloween special radio show p- should probably inspire me to play... The Psychomania soundtrack. How about that? Do it. Around the world, Finders Keepers radio show.
the leading exponent from that micro genre of horror biker films. A speedball of two-stroke B-movie intoxicants expertly blended. Beautiful. That was uh, Psychomania. Um, and the other films being that mm. of Werewolves on Wheels or yeah. um, Stone. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It, it fits in beautifully with our violent conversation about... Um, Hell's Angels. It does. Hmm. A rare little 45 on the jam label. Lovely looking thing. Quite mm. hard to uh, find these days. Um, Quite sticky. The, uh, John Cameron, yeah. the guy who did uh, Kez and various other things. Yeah. Session Man, UK Library fella. A lot like uh, Peter Reno. Um, ah. Chris, Mr. C.P. Lee, Christopher Lee. Our guest. Oh, yeah, oh, is, oh, um, oh, oh. You wrote a book about uh, that, that, that famous DeWolf composer, didn't you? Wrote, also, AKA. Well, I wrote a book about uh, Cliff Twemlow, Cliff who Twemlow. was a, a polymath, as we call him. Mm. Pretty polymath, pretty polymath. <laughs> um, he was actually he was a nightclub bouncer. A doorman, um, who, probably who, like to call himself. A doorman. A doorman. Who yeah. wrote a, a slim novella called Tuxedo Warrior. Uh, which was about, the, it's kind of a samurai book of etiquette about being a doorman. Um, it's his life story, wasn't it, more or less that? Or was it uh, kind of? Kind of slightly. Yeah. It's very, it's very sad. But there was more to him even before that, that in the 60s, when he was uh, he was doormanning, um, Granada Television was getting big, and people said, oh, he can make money being in Coronation Street. So he, he, <laughs> he, he was an extra yeah. in a load. Of, he was in the Caesars. He was in the, uh, Coronation Street. He was in a lot of stuff on Albion Granada. Market. Was he in Albion Market? Was he? But what? But what are his? He's got major horror. But then he noticed that Granada that you could make uh, a lot more money by doing background music. So he bought a tape recorder. According to a non-musician, he's a non-musician. He's completely self-taught. He couldn't write music, and he used to uh, used to wear headphones so he couldn't hear any other music. All the time, he used to block his ears up so he could he could claim honestly that he was not influenced by anything, <laughs> uh, which was all right because there were only there were only three things to be influenced by then. So he go he's got this little tape Genius. recorder, and every morning Genius. he'd wake up and hum a tune. And he met this guy at Granada, who we won't name for legal reasons. Right. Um, who? Uh, Is he still alive? Who said, "Hey, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Cliff. I'll sort these tunes out for you. I'll put them in order, and I'll sell them to DeWolf Music, uh, and we'll make a fortune." And they used the pseudonym Peter Reno. Yeah. And they made or. He made a fortune, and he let a little bit of it dribble back to Cliff every time Cliff said, am I making any money from this? Mm, right. And he got, like, the theme tune to Crown Court. He did a Shake and Vac advert. Um, he did the B-side of the Vandervelt single. He Something like 250 tunes. Well, v- via DeWolf and library yep. music in its nature, his music ended up on Dawn of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, um, um, and quite a lot of other horror movies. Um, also, his music, interestingly, is performed on the DeWolf stuff by... The Pretty Things, yeah, uh, all Stru- under various pseudonyms. Sweet Chariot, which was Pete Oliver mm. from, yeah. Um, yeah. from Manchester. Cabaret yes. Band. From yeah. Manchester Cabaret yeah. Land, thank yes. you very much. Yeah. Who, who did the first ever heavy metal record? We, Sweet Chariot did? We, well, no, under the name um, New Religion. 
Ah. With Statwaddy, 1967. There's a massive claim. Get thrown out of Crown Court. So so Cliff's (laughs) Cliff's doing that in the 1960s. He gets rich enough uh, by 1970-odd to indulge himself in writing. He writes Tuxedo Warrior. Then he he suffers a ferocious beating and is hospitalised. Um, and there is invited. They buy, uh, Hollywood buys the rights to GBH. Tuxedo Warrior becomes GBH, and it's it's filmed in uh, Zimbabwe as a tax dodge. But he goes there. He gets twenty five thousand quid. He comes back to Manchester, and he thinks I can make movies. So he writes in in a ten year, twelve year burst of activity. He writes and releases twelve films. All on video, and uh, they're exploitation movies par excellence. He gets a little ensemble, repertory company of players, but he invites big people in, like Oliver Tobias comes along to do Firestar First Contact, and Cliff thinks he's got Oliver Reed, and he's really <laughs> excited. Oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. So th- there's lots of these terrible mistakes happen. <laughs> um, Cliff also oversells each movie, so backers, 130% backers on some of them. So this is why it's, <laughs> the BFI have asked me if we can work how to re- release a box set and we can't do it because there are so many backers wow. that they could never get the money back. The main backer who was something like Pretty Girl Danish Cosmetic Products <laughs> who was a, 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 a Swede who lived in Sale See? right? A Swede mm. who lived in Sale um, died in prison in Florida on tax evasion <laughs> charges. Um, it's just quite remarkable. The Cliff Tremlow story is remarkable. What is most remarkable is that you, Cliff's far-reaching tentacles touch all sorts of things like you're saying, horror movies, yeah. contemporary rock music, um, uncontemporary rock music, all sorts of stuff. Well, he he, he was one of he, he hugely benefited from the pre-cert days, didn't he? Because a lot of these things wouldn't be if it was yeah, ma- major vision put out a GBH and it was the most popular video on the troop ships going to the Falcon at the time yeah and it's like a Mancunian Long Good Friday Uh, gangster movie set in Manchester with a Cockney villain uh, you know, I'm coming <laughs> to take over the pubs. Oh no, you're not, lad. You yeah. know, and it goes, it but, goes like that. But yeah. before, but before the BBFC got the, the pre, yeah. pre pre certification days, you know, people could literally just go and buy a camera, take it out, record straight to video, well, and then even, sell them into the shop. Even shops. after BBFC. <laughs> clip. But there are great stories. They go into a pub and say, uh, "Oh, hi there." Uh, the manager gave us permission to film this fight scene. Now the odds were that they'd either say. Oh, right, okay, go ahead then. <laughs> and, and they do it. Or they go, oh, I've not heard anything about that, lad. So they just go off and find another pub. Right. And there are fantastic chase scenes around Eccles and Regent Road, Salford and whatnot, car chases, that were done... They just went, They never told the police they were going out and filming. They just used to do it. What, what, uh, what major was... armoury, major weapons going on. What was his What was his best horror film? His best horror film is Eye of Satan. Eye of Satan. Uh, Cliff Cliff here is the emissary of Satan who has come back to Earth to bring him, immunitize the eschaton, which I'm sure you're familiar with. When the millennium <laughs> comes in the year 2000, which we're all dreading, yeah. uh, everything is going to collapse. <laughs> Computers won't work. Uh, it, it's going to be hell on Earth. So the portals of Beelzebub will be open. Right. Uh, and Cliff clocked onto this as uh, this would be the great storyline. Of, of that century um, so there he is he's the emissary of Satan and the, 
who, who comes in to mediate in a gang war in Manchester. <laughs> so it's probably the only film I'm aware of where the emissary of Satan on Earth goes round in a sail Van Hire <laughs> minibus. Um, the uh, duck hunters on uh, Chilton Water Park are shot, uh, are murdered, throats ripped apart by, by the emissary of Satan. And when the forensic scientist gets there, the police inspector who says, uh, who is, uh, yes, and it says, oh, who could have done this? And the forensic scientist looks up and says, an animal lover, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're just brilliant films. Uh, there's the great lines like uh, the, the e- evil arms dealer in Eye of Satan who's, who will get killed. Everybody gets killed by the adversary of Satan. Right, yeah. Uh, says, uh, for tomorrow is not today, but another endless time of darkness that I will foreshadow. Dost thou know where it is? And I always hoped that the beautiful young lady is saying it to would say, Hume, but it never, <laughs> it never works. Um, Great movies, exploitation par excellence. Firestar first contact shot in uh, Laser Quest Laser on Quest. Whitwood Street. Yeah. Um, at weekends when they were shot. And also Jodrell in Bank. the car park of Jodrell Bank, the space headquarters. So they shot yeah, upwards. The at the, the, and, and it's just great. There's fantastic, beautiful movies of Manchester in the 1980s. Only horror like this could Christopher. Lee bring that kind of horror to the uh, yes, Halloween my dear show. child. You know exactly. what I mean? That's yeah. what you ordered up. We got it. One, one of one of Cliff Twemlow's most collectible tapes might might well be GBH with the fantastic Dory Dor, Doris Troy stroke Shirley Bassey ish theme tune. Man, she, she, man, Sheila, Manchester. Sheila Gott. Right, is okay. the actual singer on that who right. became a, a vocal tutor at the University of Salford. If, if nothing else, watching Cliff Twemlow. Films give you like a unrivaled glimpse into what uh, Manchester used to be. Like. Oh, you give me a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like another film called Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue. Yes, indeed, which I like to think Cliff had seen and thought, there, here is uh, every chance of that, then, isn't there it? is a palimpsest that I can scrape that layer off and, in, and put my layer over the top of it. Shall we listen to uh, a bit of Manchester Morgue? I think music? I'd be too frightened. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a yes. But go ahead then. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
You are listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the Saxonic countryside. Uh, this is our Halloween special. Uh, still plenty of uh, uh, people to invite, uh, uh, bringing in uh, trick-or-treats or mm-hmm. pumpkins, yeah, yeah. apple bobbing. Sounds like uh, the last couple of records is like your, your best-of compilation, your... your Andy Votel's greatest like your, misses. Your, your holiday compilation, something, a couple of your favourite tracks. I'm simply guided by voices in this situation. Yeah. It's Chris, Chris Lee. I were fed those last two tracks. I were fed those last two tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Um, they are, they are, they are staples. Yeah, stories for people who think I sound like a stuck record yeah. playing stuck record. <laughs> Can you? Uh, are there many Manchester horror movies, or is it is that just the one and only? What? Are you aware of? Well, well, Cliff, Cliff's what Cliff's Eye of Satan or whatever, and, yeah. and, uh, and that, uh, Manchester Morgue. Yeah, I guess there's a few. more. There must be that. more, mustn't there? There's definitely. I mean, that's uh, Manchester Morgue is definitely well, with it being a Spanish film, but it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, filled uh, in Castleton, the, the the exteriors. Yeah, it's a rural one of them rural horror films, isn't it? Which I quite like. That sort is it a genre in itself? Rural England, the English countryside, and horror. I guess so. With the with British countries, I'd say the yeah. Wicker Man was definitely one of them. Witch, yeah. Witchfinder General. Yeah, yeah. Midwich Cuckoos. Midwich Cuckoos. All very much, similar. Yeah, yeah. All very odd. And then all very could, odd. And you could say Straw Dogs, I guess, and stuff like yeah. that. But Blood on Satan's Claw. That's another incredible one. But um, yeah, fans of B music will probably yeah. hold these very close to the the um, the, the character of Chris Twemlow's is amazing. Isn't he it? Is, Once he you is. start on that subject, that is there can't be many of his. Of his caliber. type, caliber, yeah. anywhere in the world, it's yeah. remarkable, no. and nobody knows him. He did. A, he did a fantastic synth album called Synthesizer Contacts as well. Yeah, yeah. We should maybe try and uh, dig that out before yeah. the end of the show. These tall shelves, these towers, if they if they let us. But rural horror films. Um, another one, Guardia Sir, a brilliant Welsh one, which I've always said is like the Welsh Wicker Man, right. and and it's like Midwich Cuckoos as well. Actually, kids take over the village. Mm. Um, which oh, is it's brilliant. a great theme. Um, I tell you, who could tell you a lot about that film? Who actually saw that? I know a guy who actually saw that film when it came out. Let me think about as a, as a as a as a as a double bill with the Edward H. Davis rockumentary that came out at Welsh cinemas, and before that, there was a film called Guardian. It's a Welsh cinema, a Welshman. Could only be one man. Here he is, it's Mr. Griff Rees. Is he nothing down this, or is it just a knockoff? This is Sitaras. In their eyes. Okay, Griff Reese, it's sitars in their eyes time. Mm. We all know the rules of sitars in their eyes. It is the audio game show where I sharpen the end of a sitar into a very sharp point and bludgeon it straight into the centre of Pete's retina. There we go. Not very good at these. Yeah, of course. As much as Pete said, aha, there, that isn't, they aren't the rules <laughs> of the show. I'm not going to stick a, 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 a stringed instrument into uh, Pete's eyeball, but what I am going to do is put a very sharp piece of music into his ear roll. So, uh, me or Chris? Or well, both Chris, of well, Chris, Chris? Chris wants to get involved. He's nodding there. You're right. Um, yeah, so basically. He's a bit of a musicologist. I don't do these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I'm going to do, as we always do, is I'll play you a piece of music of. This time, Eastern Origin, which suspiciously sounds like a top ten hit. Does it? Can I have a clue? Can you have a clue? With it being Halloween, is there a connection? Spooky. Is it spooky? Oh, it's definitely spooky, and there's lots of monsters involved. Mon- monsters! 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 Spooky monsters! So, uh, well, let's uh, let's get it uh, geared up. Are you ready, Chris? Pete? Yep. All right, let's go. <laughs> Something about that baseline. Horror. 
Lost on me again. Well, well, what? I can't hear it. Chris is I know. I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm out of this. Chris. Michael Jackson. Thriller. Michael Jackson. Thriller. Michael Jackson. Thriller. <laughs> correct. Correct. I think. But Chris is. Thriller by Michael Jackson. We think it might be a man from Cleethorpe. Cleethorpe's connection. Rod Temperton. Everything good comes from the north. Well, I am inclined to agree that Gollimar, Mm -hmm. from the film Donga, (laughs) (laughs) could very much be influenced by Thriller by Michael Jackson. Mm. Or Shirley Templeton, I should just say. But, yeah. Is it a Bollywood film, that one? About oh, close. Hollywood. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tamil. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. There you go. I, 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 maybe we should play it. Do you want to hear the rest? Yeah, of let's, let's hear it. So, another edition of Sitars in Their Eyes bites the dust. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll, I'll get it back. Uh, I bet Doug would know these. Anyway, uh, Doug Shipton, uh, how's it all going? Dougie, what do you have for us? I, I can already see that he's got a, a, a Japanese a Japanese oh. scary psych album there. Yeah. Just look at the title of the album alone, yeah. The Old it, Castle in Transylvania. Reminds me of the cover to that Welsh album, Bran, that we've played mm. in, the, in the past on the show. Mm-hmm. Co- Cosmos Factory confuses me, because I can only imagine it's influenced by Cosmos Factory, which I think is by... Credence, perhaps. They're obviously quite influenced by the um psych and prog coming out of um coming out of America and England, perhaps. Oh yeah, you can definitely tell they had their ears cocked towards what was happening in Europe at the time. Um from the track that you're pointing out there, it, it seems to be a, a sight delight of Spielberg, Spielberg proportions. And of course the track is called Poltergeist by cult Japanese prog rockers Cosmos Factory.
Night of the Poltergeist. Yeah. Cosmos Factory. Scary. Yeah. I'm always uh, quite... Uh, I've always said that there must be a poltergeist in, in, in your house. Um, in us all, you mean? No, in, in the house? No, in, in, in the in Things the do move around. Cottage, yeah, the things do move around yeah, mysteriously. Yeah, especially Cubase parts. No. <laughs> Don't ask. There's, there's a Petergeist, I've yeah, always thought. The yeah. Petergeist comes The amount of stuff I've lost in this room, it's like a vortex. I bet it is. A black yeah. hole. Yeah, but, uh, no, nice to hear a thematic record based on Poltergeist, one of the lesser celebrated mm. uh, of the top five scary... Monsters! <laughs> Monsters! Um, yeah, yeah, good enough. Would you, would you say, I mean, uh, I was going to say, would you say a wizard was a bony, bona fide sort of m- m- monster, but... Um, the, the wizard from... Um, Sabbath. Sabbath wizard. Wizard. Uh, the better wizard. Um, oh, I'm thinking of witches. Oh, Are wizards God. generally good? Good, good guys, aren't they? Generally, yeah, good, the good yeah. guys. Usually. Witches are what? Right, not good. So Merlin's not, um, not. A, He's all right, isn't he? One of us, isn't he? Can I play it? Yeah, play, right. play some Merlin. Okay, from the eponymous album by the band Puka. This is Merlin's party on the Finders Keepers Halloween Special Volume Two. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the Finders Keepers Radio Show, our Halloween special with Pete Mitchell, Andy Votel. Of course, we've uh, had a number of guests. The people loitering around the cottage at this time of the year. There's a lot of yeah. action going on. As soon as it, the night falls, there's lots of weird things going on. Have you like, noticed? They're like spectres. Yeah, you know, lots of sort of, weird happenings. Yeah, the yeah. temperature drop, drops, that, there's that, ice yeah. on the inside of the yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's all like, a bit odd. It, rain, it was a bit rainy, that last trap, wasn't it? It was, was very, it, very rainy. Was that a cauldron bubbling? I don't, I don't know. know. Something you know, was uh, happening yeah. in it there. Is, if you look outside, it is raining as we yeah. speak. I feel sorry for anyone who's, who's, yeah. uh, who's out there. In fact, when I hear a record that see the got rain or scratching, I don't know if it's AV minus or right. there's actual rain on it, do you know what I mean? It Was that scratched or rain? Oh, I thought you were going to say you need the toilet. <laughs> it, well, maybe. <laughs> right, OK. What, right, yeah, is, it yeah. to, is it toilet break time? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I was reading uh, in a magazine the other day, they're opening a new uh, light bulb uh, museum up at the, um, in the down at the bottom of the hill. At the Probably needs it, don't you? Is, is, that, the, is that the door? Uh, it is the door. Is door? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Who's going to go and get you? It's your turn. It's my turn. It'd only be trick and treaters, wouldn't it? Be yeah. with Halloween, won't yeah. it? Obviously. Boo! Oh. But boo! Just that cretinous parasite, the Tate one. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> trick! Oh! Treat! Trick! Oh. Or treat. <laughs> Pete. Um, Guess who it is behind here? It's Tapeworm. How, yeah, how did you know? Look, I've got a, I spent a lot of time doing this costume. I thought I might be able to fl- flummoxercise you. But uh, I, I've, are you a, a, a witch? No, I'm not. Witches aren't this hairy. Uh, vampire worm? No, but, uh, no, I'm not a vampire worm. Like, hang on, I'll put, ca- me, ca- put me fangs in. Ca- caterpillar. 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 I'm a werewoom. A werewoom. A werewoom? I'm a werewoom. Come inside, step inside into the cold. Come on, cretinous parasite. In, in, in you come. You're off the road, aren't you? better make me a treat or I'm going to quit here. Is an orange. I've got to sort this out quickly because the others are out peeling around. I'm going to have to take these two Please do take them out. I can't. Listen, Pete, I've got to get this sorted quick because the other ones are doing it around. I've got the other trick or trick. There was a big crew here and I managed to slippery slime away from them. So the other guys are out. So give, give us your tricks now because basically you go in mob handed, you just end up with nout. Do you know what I mean? So you, I don't want to, um, you know, I just want to get mine and do one. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm t- t- talking about. Pick so. from this bowl of sweets. What are they? Oh, Sweet. I don't like the pit. Heroes. Nobody wants a strobery one. <laughs> Oh, I do. Where are these left over from Christmas? You spied it oh, well. <laughs> who have you been hanging around with, innit? Where is the crew and who are they? They're bloody parasites if anyone is, mate. I don't Tell me know. about You're it. Elbow into the front of the thing. It's like worse when, it's like when we do carol singing. It's, it's a nightmare. You know, you, you the guys. Tequila Worm's back. He's dressed up in a sort of Day of the Dead routine, you know, a bit of face paint and all that, and a hat and God knows what. I didn't really look. Fake moustache. Uh, and we've got Witch Worm. Witch Worm, yeah. Look, looks like a witch. 
No, actually, she's dressed up as Terry Wogan for this, yeah. for this one. Um, then we've got um, the Worm Finder General, who I am just most certainly not in the mood to socialise with. Why is that? Worm Finder General is um, of the avian persuasion. Uh, I'm not being prejudiced. She fell out of the nest at an early age, and in my opinion, some of the lumbricus terrestris community have invited her into the fray a little bit too early with what I can only imagine to be avoidance of getting their heads pecked at a later date. So uh, I, for one, am not taking those risks. And when it comes to trick-or-treating, she's a greedy feathered foe. And if there's any outsider chance of anyone getting their smackers around an out-of-date five-centres bar from the Mitchell residence, I am going to do my damnedest to make sure that it's not Worm Finder General. So if any more questions, Pete... Are you having a horrible time? Am I having a... I get it! I get it! See? Bad meaning good. Yeah, I'm having a horrible time. Oh, Ooh. Horrible oh. friends. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Have you found something suitably horrible on cassette down in the tip? Uh, well, no, really, I've, got a, I'm, I've got a twist. A sli- I've got a twist on it this time. A slimy mm. twist and a turn on the, on the rules. As you might have noticed, I've travelled uh, light-handed this this evening. I have noticed. Just, all I've got here is a USB stick with one track on, and um, because it's, I don't want to be carrying it around because I'm going to have a heavy night tonight. I'll tell you. I can tell, I'm not scared. I'm not afraid of telling you. I'm not scared <laughs> of telling you that I'm going to have. I'm not embarrassed. No scared no. or afraid of telling you that I'm going to have a, a, a heavy night tonight. Does one usually drink on Halloween? Well, the thing is, not, well, not traditionally, but um, you know, I'm banned, banned from the apple bobbing contest this year. Uh, we're, in fact, we're in fact we're all banned from any sort of apple bobbing um, tournaments um, due to the fact that um, apple juice has a sidric quality. Acidic. No, sidric. 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 Pertaining to that of cider. So, oh, okay. Have you ever seen a worm after a night on the cider, Peter? Might have seen the odd one or two. Have you ever seen a grown worm coated head to toe in treacle toffee, having regurgitated what can only be described as green Tic Tacs and feta soup, trying to get off with his other end? No. Well, you're very lucky. Anyway, enough about me, (laughs) him, enough about him. I have decided to give you a horrific history lesson in music of a concrete um, style, which um, obviously, as you know, is the work of our good friend uh, Pierre Schaffer and Pierre Henri, the people who invented tape music, and that's music which is made using the qualities of tape, hmm. cutting and splicing and various things. Yep. I'm sure you're aware of this. Indeed. I can, ne- you can, I can never count on you to be aware of most of the things that go on my mouth, but I, you nod. You nod. You know, I do nod. Yeah, you nod as if you know what you're talking I'm about. I'm nodding in agreement. Yeah, you're nodding in agreement. So, uh, yes, and who more to, um, to, 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 to choose and, and show a nice, horrific piece of music than our friend Pierre Henri, for, which for people like you, you might call him Pierre Henry. Mm. Um, but to avoid confusion with the name of Andy's granddad's dog, um, we will call him Henri mm. and not Henry. Okay. So what I've got here is a soundtrack to a film 
made in Noirmoutier, which is a part of France, which mm. is near the Vendée, and um, it's a salt mine, a place where they, where they uh, produce salt, famous for its salt, mm. but they're not so famous about for, uh, uh, for, uh, for making the film Malefices, which is, uh, mm. uh, which is, which is, which is about witches, yeah. witches. <laughs> Did you see how I did that? Yeah. Which is about witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. which is, which is about witches. <laughs> and um, so, uh, but it's, it's a lot, it's not, not usually my rowdy gear, so it, maybe this could be deemed as a, a, a mellow interlude in the middle no. of the set because I'm, I'm quite uh, I'm quite known for my raucous music but this is a very mild mannered piece Unusually. of music something we could maybe all learn a little bit from this one is called Theme Demirium <laughs> I've never seen you so overcome with emotion. <laughs> Ever. Are you all right? There's more to this than just that. What's wrong? What's gone wrong? <laughs> Take one. Oh, no. No. You're inconsolable. <laughs> I told her. <laughs> you told who? Told her. Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm fine. That absolutely fine. You just you were distraught. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any toffee fee? Uh, no, I haven't. Right, okay. Quality Street. Nope. 
No, all right then. Um, I have a box of matchmakers. I'm not, I'm not allowed to have matchmakers. Why? They fill me up no end. Maltesers? Uh, have you ever seen Love Eggs? <laughs> I feel terrible. What, what, can, what can I offer you? Uh, have you got um, anything like half an avocado with a marzipan and truffle fondant finished with powdered frazzle and a sweet feta reduction <laughs> ganache? No. Okay. Well, you, my friend, should be expecting a trick of Goliath proportions, sir. Wow. Yes. Watch this. Where, where have you gone? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Crocodile shoes. Right, take worm. Pete, sugar, two sugars. Pete? Andy? Uh, where's, where's take worm? He's here. He was, he was just here once. What's up? You, you all right? He was here once. I, I don't know. He was here one second ago. Oh, let's get on with the show. Yeah. So, why don't you play some witchy music from uh, Peru? Witchy music from Peru? Witchy music from Peru. You go ahead. Witchy poo. Witchy, witchy poo witch, from Peru. Witchy Peru. Yeah. This is the the uh, Bruya or Bruja right. of, of Cusco. Cusco, okay. the witch of Cusco. On the Finders Keepers Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs>
You are listening to the Finders Keepers Radio Show. This is our Halloween special. Honest, Governor, we ain't never heard of Frank Zappa. Mm. However, that did rather remind me of I am the slime from your video. Who's yeah. in around? Your ears picked but up immediate, immediately. Immediately, but apparently they were ten years before that. So, ha ha. CP Lee has Lot got thickens. this erroneous claim. If erroneous is the correct word, would that pass the? I think so. Grammar, yeah. 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 Um, that 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 was a rip off of. Um, of a Frank Zappa track from the Apostrophe album, which in the in the sort of pre-surty horror video VHS theme of the show right. was called I Am The Slime From Your Video. Yeah, and it's definite proof of a psychic event, which I'm very well aware of, it being Halloween, which is pre-transient foretelling, where they copied Zappa ten years before him. Ah, right, wow. OK. An wow. amazing band Heavy called... Heavy going, man. It yeah, was, man. It was an amazing band <laughs> called El Opios. <laughs> El Opiates. Yeah, the Opiates. Uh, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Finally, we remember that. Yeah. And, and, and Those were the days. For all the good they did, yeah. In, as well have shoved them up my <laughs> backside. <laughs> in in recent shows, we might have played another track by them called Pusher Man. I don't know if you remember. Ah, I, can't remember. I detect a trend. Uh, right, and another that? track, <laughs> Pusher yeah. Man, was recorded and written by uh, a great Mancunian who we all know and love called Cliff Twemlow. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Cliff Twemlow. Oh, and I can't oh. imagine either of them got the idea from Curtis Mayfield, but hey-ho, what a wicked, tam- tam- tambled, tangled Well, Cliff's web. was 1953. Really? And it was about a rag and bone man. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I made that up. El Opius from 1973 made approximately 10 years before Frank Zappa did I Am The Slime From Your Video and a record which I play out all the time and the reason it's played on the Finders Creepers Halloween special is because it's about a witch. Creepy. Did you not tell me that you were once... Were you a part-time mother of invention, unborn? I, well, I, I was from the very first day I was born. You were pregnant. All my in the womb. <laughs> right. Okay. I was, uh, yeah, uh, helped by Marac. Uh And years later, because I, I obsessed over Mr. Mr. Frank, um, and about 1978, 79, 79, indeed, uh, he was playing at Wembley, and he was. Uh, about to lose Napoleon Murphy Brock as his backing singer, right. and through my management, Blackhill Enterprises, Ooh. I was uh, invited to go and sing with Frank and the guys wow. at Wembley. Yeah. So I went along one Wednesday afternoon. Good. And I did Brown Shoes Can't Make It. Um, I think I might have done Camarillo Brillo uh, and some other stuff. And Frank said that whilst, whilst he enjoyed it immensely... Uh, the problem was that I sounded too close to Frank and therefore did not have an identifiable voice of my own. Hang on, what year was this? It's about 79 when something else was happening in my firmament. Wow! Uh, because Frank Zappa then later on goes to do the Radio 1 show where he picks his 20 favourite tunes. And? And the associations with the Albertos on that are quite remarkable because he picked 48 chairs, he picked cycle sluts and he picked Jerry and the Holograms, all of whom have a little to do with me and a lot to do with uh, John Scott. Absolutely. Uh, And uh, it just absolutely pure nutmeg out there around my feet. But... I think it was a great idea that I didn't get the gig with him because I'd much rather be the man who didn't play with him rather than the man who got fired. Mm. All you can say is every silver lining has a cloud. Yeah. Was thought. he a higher in the fire than Frank, was he? 
Not, uh, not in the Van Morrison uh, camp, was no, it? No, no, no. Not he, as bad as uh, that, he, no. He, he would be contracted to do a tour, you know, right. or, and then at the end of that tour, he would renegotiate and that stuff. He was a, a good band leader because as a professional musician, I admire the professionality of yeah, uh, and the camaraderie and the free spirit of the federal, et cetera. Yeah. And, did you, did uh, you, anyway, he didn't drink or smoke. No, he didn't. So that yeah, seemed yeah, like a very bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> did you meet He's Dom? not normal. Did you meet, did you meet Don Van Vliet? I met Don Van Vliet on several occasions. Wow. My first occasion was in 1968 uh, at Manchester University and the Magic Band were playing and I stood at the foot of the stage and it was incredibly weird because this strange creature in a f- lady's dress and a baseball cap emerged who I now know to be Wingdeal Fingling, then a man in a drape coat and then uh, all these weird... And they were like aliens from outer space. The captain came on with his top hat and he played and at the end of the gig um, I threw him an Egyptian ring that sparkled when he spoke and he picked it up and said... I said, yeah, and he said, I got a present for you and he gave me a Marine Band d harmonica and we spoke for some time about things and uh, then 11 years later in New York City I had a rehearsal room there with um, Earth, Wind and Fire and uh, the new magic band and in the canteen there with Don Van Bleet and I went up to him and said hi I bet you don't remember me and he said of course I do how's the harmonica? Wow good and that brings us neatly to the end of C.P. Lee's Frank Zappa and Captain Beefheart show yeah Perfect. Let's play the Ubi Man. Yeah, let's play the Ubi Man. Hello, witches and vampires. This is the Halloween special from the Finders Creepers Cottage somewhere in the Saxonic countryside. 
Do you like the way I sneakily uh, crowbarred that Frank... Uh, Frank Frank Beefart. Frank yeah. Beefart. Frankie Beefart. Frank Beefart. Yeah. What better a show than to have a, a mutant of two dead rock stars, Frank Zappa and Captain Beefart? That's no, just one. weird. Yeah, the Uberman. Uh, oh, sorry, the Ubi-man. I don't know what it means, the Ubi-man. I think it's some sort of um, witch doctor, right. I'm guessing, although you think it might be to do with uh, like hash- hashish. I don't know. Maybe. But the, we may be both wrong, but who cares? It's Halloween. It's the, Halloween. The Ubi brothers. It's a spectre. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I actually used to think it was called the Ouija Man. So yeah, could well be that Ouija board. In fact, Pete. Um, yes. And take advantage of this, but I um, hmm. have to confess I owe you a few bones. Bones. Because when I was talking about the thought uh, was a bit light. When I was talking about the Ouija board earlier yeah, on, yeah, you, yeah. you and I kept say, saying it was made by MB Games, and you st- fervently denied oh. that fact. Yeah. The marketable Ouija board was actually made by Hasbro, so that's uh, that's wrong. Pete, Pete, yeah, Pete, yeah. one yeah. Andy Nil. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah, I'm yeah, all right, yeah. bro. You? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, yeah, and and Hasbro own. I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you want to go on with this? Are you sure you're all right, bro? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant. They, Great, bro. They uh, own the, own the rights to the word we Ouija Hasbro. Really? Yeah, they invented it. It's a marketable product. We, yeah, as you understand, yeah, is how, yeah. what Ouija means. But it's, people think it's an ancient old thing. So anyway, I've, I've okay. got mine here. Right. Pass me that bag. Right. Yeah. And um, Just do you? There we go. There we are. There it is. Yep. In all its glory. Ouija board. Copyright Hasbro. I'm all right, bro. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, bro? Oh, I'm with the show, <laughs> bro. Um, I'm yeah. fine, thanks for asking. So, um, I, just, yeah. I was going to say, do you want to plug it in? But you don't need to plug no, it in. No, you don't. You just summon. Yeah, it's, 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 um, to get the atmosphere right, don't we? Led by the power of um, the dark forces. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... We've summoned up people before. We have a, 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 a high rate of success. Um, I mean, who who should we, I mean who is who would be the ideal person to have on the show? I reckon like Peter Cushing, um, maybe somebody evil, somebody uh, somebody wants to talk about magic, black magic for Chris, instance. We've already got Chris. Chris we've already got Chris, Chris Lee. We've we've already got Chris Lee twice. Two for the price of one. Price. Price. Oh, this is clever. Price. Two for the price of one. Vinny Price. Vinny Price. Vince Price. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Okay. Uh, well, I suppose we're going to need some uh, some some Ouija Ouija music. Oh, yeah, that's something up. Yeah. Right. You know what you, you know what you're doing with that. Don't yeah. you? you just have to ask it questions. Yeah. It? So, so, so. Is is this Ouija board? Is this the the Finders Keepers radio show? Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, it works. Uh, is Pete's is Pete's middle name Barbara? Oh, instant yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, yeah. everyone knows that. Um, go on, you ask one. Okay, Ouija board, my friend. Is Andy ever going to give me my cost record back? Still, no! still fairly undecided. <laughs> I think. The, the Ouija board is Vincent Price with you. Yes. In fact, if we were to mix this up with, um, you know, a couple of spells or like a spell, I'm I'm sure we're pretty much uh, put a spell on you. The stakes are pretty high, I think. Yeah, the stakes are. 
When day becomes night and bad conquers good, bring us the man from the theatre of blood! It's Mr. Vin's Price! As if by magic, the High Priest of Horror and Hysteria, the King of Calamity and the Grand Wizard of Brimstone and all things dastardly, it's Dragonwick himself, Mr. Vince Price! Vinny! Vinny Price! Hey, Vinny! It's me, can you believe? I can't believe. I can't believe our look. Can't believe we're back together again. You you remember Pete? I remember you. Thanks, Vinny. Oh, yeah. You told me you used to always listen to Pete Mitchell's (laughs) breakfast show. Every morning. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It makes me so happy. Thank you. So, freshly back from the afterlife, uh, w- mm. w- when you when you come back from the dead, you, you, I mean, you like to, you, you do, you often pick up records, is that is that correct? I do indeed, and oh. I've sort of kept it up all my life, and I love it. We, we played Psychomania earlier, mm. you're a big fan of the UK pressings? I, I'm the biggest oh. Anglophile in the whole world. Oh. I really love it, I just love mm. it. I can still mm. afford it. <laughs> really? It's well. very expensive nowadays. Yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> I was here 45 years ago, and it was mm. very cheap then, you know, yeah. it really was Absolutely. wonderful, yeah. and, and it was very exciting. Like, exciting. Yes. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. And, and, you, and you're going to be back with the guys? I mean, hopefully you're going to come to uh-huh. Utrecht and see the Finders Keepers crew? Yes, it's wonderful. Oh, I really wow. can't wait to get together with them again. It'll be such fun. <laughs> Even Utrecht's expensive. And now it's so expensive, nobody can mm. go to it. Too. Well, Pete's thinking of coming. Bring money. Pete, Pete likes to search for Northern Soldiers <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah. like the Constellations. Do you and all those Geminis and things? Yeah, expensive label. So when you're at these, these record fairs, uh, is there a strategy? Do, do you have a wants list? Well, that is to say, it is committed to memory. Yeah, that's a clever idea. Sweet. People can't read your list then. Keep it to yourself. And then there's always that big surprise trophy mm. piece. Which is uncommittable. Absolutely uh. uncommittable. <laughs> Lots of records. Do you still DJ these records out? Oh, yes. I do indeed. Good. I, I often think about your club nights. Mm. And you wonder about the nights. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. What, what's, your, what's your main <laughs> modus operandi when you, when you DJ him? Just getting up and entertaining the audience. Always find that yeah. to be the best policy, personally. It's fine coming from you, the the, the phantom floor killer. Me? Yeah. It, it, given that in America... It's your moniker. Kill, given in America, killer means that I kill right. yeah, yeah, well, I'll right. take that as a... Take uh, that a as compliment. A compliment. Backhanded compliment. Yeah. When Vince, in, in the afterlife, you, you, you run your own regular club night. I mean, how, how did that start? What is it... What did you do? So I looked around for a place and I found a marvellous place right. and I thought it'd be kind of fun to have a party. Yeah. It yeah. was wonderful fun. I bet. We yeah. watched the ghostly dancers oh. spin the sound of uh, horn and violin mm. like black leaves wheeling in the wind. OK. And we had a party Yay! there. I might contact some of my recently deceased friends and uh, get them to check the check it out. When when's the next one? Next week. Guest list. Bring money. I'm looking forward to it already. Harking back, Vince, to that uh, the silver screen monochrome era, early horror. Um, you know the likes of uh, your, your own Dragon Wick, Black Sabbath. A, a favourite of mine is the film The Innocents, and uh, our good friends at Boomcat have recently released snippets of the sound effects mm. from the. Uh, the Innocence by the yeah. inimitable Daphne Oram. But the main theme tune is Oh Willow Wally, and that was originally sung by Isla Cameron, and a very spooky, beguiling thing it is.
and that was the beguiling, inimitable Beautiful. sound of Isla Cameron Beautiful. with uh, O Willow Wally mm. uh, from the film The Innocents. Right. Taken from our, um, our Finders Creepers box set recently. We're here with Vince Price. Hey. Uh, you were a big fan of the uh, Finders Creepers subscription mm. oh. uh, box set, weren't you, Vince? Oh, yes. The black box. I love it. Happy to get some of those bits on vinyl? Happy as a clam. Good. <laughs> you don't usually buy reissues, Vince. Never. Just strictly second hand. Second hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll always remember stories of you travelling around the world for like a number of years buying a second hand record. Really? I mean, there, there must have been thousands. Mm. 55,000 in about three years, all wow. over the world. It was wonderful. Woo. It was like being a second hand millionaire. It sounds like, you know, a great success story for a digger, that to me. The most successful thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. Yeah. Sounds like uh, our early uh, cross-continental record raid yeah. jaunts, doesn't it, when we were mm. when we were setting up uh, Finders Keepers, Doug? Um, Doug, you've got some uh, horror, some cute little... You've bought your 45 bag there, so I'm only imagining that it's... Um, uh, I'll, I'll guess that it's yeah, yeah. I can only think of a couple of horror yeah, yeah records. Um, the only other one being the Stella song, uh, If You Know Something Worse Than a Vampire. I like the way you opted for the English translation there, mm. or we would have had a horrific um, mispronunciation mm. problem on our hands. Yes, you're probably right, quite thin on the ground with the horror yeah, yeah, outside of, of course, Massiera's early attempts. Uh, Frankenstein by Franz Gall, and that probably qualifies for my hourly Jean-Claude Vanier mention. <laughs> Frankenstein's definitely a bit more of a, a novelty record, but Stella is a yeah. bit more off-kilter and hip, really. Um, not speaking the language yeah. particularly well myself, I'm not entirely sure. But from what I understand, it's about going to see horror movies at the cinema. Ooh, in Paris. I can only imagine it was Jean Roland and Roger Vadim. That would be nice to imagine that Stella was watching those films. She was kind of kind of moody. She was a bit of a, an anti... Yeah, uh, anti, anti, yeah, yeah. Like a no-no girl, uh, like Catherine Ribeiro or Bridget Fontaine. With a very impressive future career. She only released a handful of records and didn't really do much outside of her teenage years, but um, the more astute amongst our listeners out there might actually know her today as Mrs. Christian Vander and current magma vocalist. She is, and uh, we saw them the other week, Massey and McCready and myself and Jane Weaver went to see uh, Magma play in Manchester, and there she was, I think uh, Massey lent Stella Vander a... a keyboard pedal for the Farfisa or whatever. Great, wow. great gig. And great choice, Doug. Stella Vander, under the mononymous mm. title Just Stella. Um, yeah, this, uh, with the sound effects mix on the 45, I think, that, that has got sound effects on, and the album, uh, the, the sound effects have disappeared as if wow. uh, some spectre had Quite stolen lucky. them and taken them off into the wind. Okie doke. You are listening to the Finders Creepers radio show, making global spectral. Quel est ce bruit? Un vol 
les claques Mes dents aussi Si vous voulez faire mon bonheur Arrangez-vous pour que j'ai peur Quand j'apprenais en classe L'histoire des rois de France C'était vers ce bon Louis XI Qu'allaient mes préférences C'est lui qui a lancé l'usage De mettre ses rivaux en cage Si vous voulez faire mon bonheur Mon seul plaisir c'est d'avoir peur je rêve à mon prince charmant Il n'aura pas besoin d'être gros, d'être grand Pourvu qu'il soit anglais et chanteur Je resterai dans le domaine de l'horreur Et comme cette histoire doit finir Salut, je vais retrouver mon vampire d'une heure qu'il m'attend Il doit se faire du mauvais sang More amazing French horror music. Um, yeah, here with Vince Price in the studio, Finders Keepers Halloween special. Um, Vince, you commented earlier um, about the tune that we play at the top of the show, uh, religiously, which is a L'Enfant Assassin de Mouche by Jean-Claude Vanier, a big favourite of yours. It's something that I've always thought of in Paris. But, but outside of, of France, you, you, you said that you always start your sets with it. I've travelled all over the world with it, about 240 cities. Wow. I've played it about 800 times, all over the world. It's wonderful. We aim to please. We caught the tread of dancing <laughs> We do. We, we, <laughs> we, we try do. to. We yeah. try to. We try to have a wonderful Halloween party every year here with Vincent Price, uh, Pete Mitchell, Andy Votel, Doug Shipton and C.P. Lee. It might not have been an absolute 100% kosher uh, <laughs> coincidence that um, Mr. C.P. Lee arrived at our door today because as one half of Jerry and the Holograms, I would uh, very much like to speak to the said man. The hologram. We'd all like to speak to Jerry, but I like to think there's a little bit of Jerry in every one of us. Okay. Now, Jerry was the figment of uh, many imaginations, but he filtered down onto me and John Scott uh, as an entity, a self-formed, he sprang from our loins. Um, as this creature who would play around with the new electronic music that was beckoning, beckoning us from afar. Uh, and Jerry did come amongst us. Is, is it safe to say, <laughs> if, you were to t if you were a clown with a chainsaw and you cut... I'd just go after school. <laughs> and, and, and cut Martin Hannett open from the bottom of his chin down to his nether regions, out inside you'd find a guy called John Scott. Ah, that is a very interesting idea. They were twins. They really were twins. Twins of evil. Yeah, they 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 spoke the same language, a language which was denied to me. Now, funnily enough, if only you've been in touch with me last week, the man from California visited us, Martin Usher. 
Uh, Martin designed all the boards for that uh, Martin Hannett used at Strawberry. Right. Um, and he was the man who he would go around to his flat and they would talk about the noises that they heard in their heads. Right. Oh, and okay. Martin is now a Silicon Valley millionaire. Ah. Just goes uh, to show. Yeah, it just goes to show. If you don't do smack, boys and girls, mm. you will benefit from your rewards. Well, that's it. But, but Martin obviously wasn't the only person messing around with brilliant electronic production and, and, and early synthesizers. Do you know, was it was, uh, Andy, it was all in total isolation i don't think any of them knew any of the others it was a, a voyage of self-discovery um, it was like finding your own body right. first of all you'd stroke the shoulders then you'd caress the chest <laughs> then you'd move to the midriff and then you would reach the area of creativity right but you'd need to find your legs and your feet first otherwise you couldn't stand but i'm serious about that it was um it was a solo enterprise journey it's science fiction journey for for these young explorers right. these mm. young activists these young vikings sailing in their longboats into the fjords of electronic productivity. But John Scott was very much behind some of Martin's early, early, you know. John, John, and John and Martin, yeah, they they'd sit in the room together. They discuss it. Um, they go wonky, 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 wonky on the uh, knobs and whatnot together. Yeah, um, I'm not claiming for one minute that Martin was uh, inferior to John. Or no, John no. was superior. Yeah. Um, they were they were mutual pilgrims on right. the same Mayflower, right. heading towards <laughs> the new right. world. Right, and that's where. The influence for amazing backing tracks to, to Jerry it's where, and the Holograms. It, it, it's where very much you can tell with uh, uh, Jerry and the Holograms a, a lot of that Mancunian feel of what was emerging from electronic music, right. which is shared by Martin Hannett, uh, uh, Martin Zero, etc., etc., and by a lot of those early people like Human League and uh, Ad Nauseam. Uh, right. But it, it, it comes from that mutual exploration and, and talking about it with each other in places like The Factory. Um, you know, what you're doing, where's it going? And in, and in studios like Revolution. Perhaps try and recreate those uh, sounds they heard in their heads to the, getting that down, probably. Yeah, so definitely. Said, yeah. Have mm. you heard this? Do you know where it comes from? Yeah. Can you do it? Can yeah, we make that? Yeah. Can we create um, it? Yeah. It's, it's like us sort of five years earlier with the first uh, foot pedal flanges right. um, yeah. and uh, graphic equalizers. Mm. Right. So, mm. and, and then it was applied to uh, this thing that would do with keyboard and that, that was it but i think you know you mentioned revolution if it wasn't for studios like revolution and relentless you know being it was the yeah. first time that, they, that stu you could actually walk into a studio and truly experiment it, it was this. a revolution because we we couldn't have done it we couldn't have afforded to have gone into london or, or even into strawberry uh, that's where martin was quite lucky um but yeah there were these great places, Cargo, this whole little Rochdale. coterie of studios, yeah, yeah, Cargo in Rochdale, this coterie of little studios around the northwest area that, that catered uh, economically to uh, these seekers after the truth. Okay, why don't you introduce the first side of the Meet the Dissidents EP on Absurd Records coming out of 1970? 1979, we had an idea, and this is what it sounded like.
Listening to the Finders Keepers Radio Show. This is our Halloween special. <laughs> that was Jerry and the Holograms. Um, what do you think about that, Vince Price? That's very alarming. Do you like, like the electronic element? I do indeed. Uh, the vocals? Sometimes they seem to try and sing. Sounds a little weird on that play. We have featured it a few times. Oh, yeah, it's a sitar. It's about to come out on an album very soon. Yeah, yeah, sitars in their eyes. That just sounds a bit weird. Or is it me? I'm picking up on weird vibes in the the Creeper's Cottage today. No, well, you are, but that, yeah, it had a a ghost drummer on it, and that was... was It's an exclusive, that's an alternate alternate take. The ghost mix. Yeah, yeah, the ghost, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Well, it's like the the drum mix. They did it at at Revolution Studios in Cheadle with uh, Andy Andy McPherson, and Mm. that was a a delete. That was a, a, a drummier version of it. So there you go. Yeah, spotted yeah. the difference, didn't yeah, I? Well done. See, yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even have to uh, mention um, Blue. Still here in the studio is uh, Mr. Chris Lee. Hi there. Said Jerry and the holograms. Uh, Chris. Yeah. And. Vince, you seem to be getting on like a like a house on fire. <laughs> Get that water. Chris Lee and I were born the same day. He claims ten years later, but that's a lie. <laughs> so you say. I don't know whether you believe in astronomy or not. Y- you guys are like two peas in a pot. It's very alarming. It's it's frightening. <laughs> Vince, you were one of the people who bought the Emperor's New Music record and found there was actually no music in it. How did that feel after <laughs> after being such a fan? It must be the second greatest disappointment. The second greatest disappointment in your record-digging career. And then they never even got to release an album. Which was terrible. A terrible tragedy for (laughs) post-mankind. Mankind? (laughs) Yeah, mankind. (laughs) We do have fun. The whole gang's here on the Finders Creepers Halloween special. Is everyone familiar with each other? Vince, meet Doug. Doug, meet Vince. Vince, meet... Chris, Chris, meet Doug. Andy, meet Chris, Doug. 
Vinny, whatever. Doug, what have you got for us next? This is probably one of my favourite non-Halloween Halloween records. Um, it's a Joe Meek produced track by a group called the Moon Trekkers, a, a London-based band who didn't really go on to do anything of note other than happen to feature a, a young Rod Stewart in their original lineup. Now, I've never really fully wrapped my head around the timeline here with the Death Ditties scene, as it was known, and um, the horror novelty scene. I've always considered the former to be more of an English phenomena and the horror records to be more American. As far as I'm aware, this record actually predates Boris Pickett's Monster Mash and a lot of the other classic monster horror records that exploded around that time in the US. Um, Gearheads and meek enthusiasts will uh, spot the use of the clavoline, which, uh, of course, would later make Joe famous uh, with its use in Telstar, although Del Shannon's keyboardist Maximilian had already beaten him to the punch a a couple of times by then. Uh, This is Night of the Vampire. listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the sinister, dark and broody countryside. 
possibly the, the saddest moment of the show now. I believe that our good friend Vince Price is, is oh, going to have to go back to the uh, to the afterlife. One of us has got to go. Well, it's not going to be me. Heartbreaking. I take it you're going back via, via Houston. You're yeah. going to uh, see the sights? I know London very, very well. I really do. Yeah. All right, where, whereabouts? Yeah. The Chamber of Horrors and Madame Tussauds. Madame Tussauds. As we always do with our with our favoured guests, uh, I think yeah. it's now time for you to play us a piece of music, Vince, and you've got something in your Biddy. bag there. So, firstly, let's take this chance to say thank you, Mr Vince Price. Vinny, Vinny Price. And now you're going to play us one of your favourite horror records of all time. Thank you, Vince. With your kind permission, a title I trust will not disappoint you. From a connoisseur, I don't know how we would ever be disappointed. You are listening to The Finders Creepers radio show, a Halloween special. That was Vince Price. <laughs> On with the show. Scream your little heart out, honey. Dracula, 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 cha cha Some folks say he's wild. been able to find a love affair that lasts more than one night. But then he goes in for some pretty fancy necking. He likes all type tools. Type A, type B. Yes, he's always running around at night with those cut-ups, Frankie and Eagle. But he has insomnia. Besides, he likes to see himself on the late, late, late share. Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. Please don't make the joke. Just because he dresses for dinner that he wears a long black cloak. He's so adorable. Nobody asked me, but I like that. Remember, he had an unhappy childhood. His mother seldom came up out of the ground to see him. Still, she decorated his room with simple good taste. Wall-to-wall moss and a coffin table. So don't criticize him just because he can't stand the light of day. We all look better by candlelight. And you can't blame a guy for wanting a little enchantment. <laughs> Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. He can't stand the light of day. But when the moon comes up in the sky for a vampire, he's okay. Cha, cha, cha. Bobbins. It's amazing. Look at that cover. Can one describe this cover as nothing far short of tacky? Do you know what? It actually, 50s. this pressing says inspired by the Universal International Release Brides of Dracula. Wow. I don't really think it does. I think that's just a bit of a cash in. That. Yeah. Uh, Bob McFadden. Probably quite famous, that in some countries. And back with. The Transylvanian polka. Ooh. Wow, can you wow. imagine? Wow, you thought that was scary. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, you wait, you wait and see. 
Chris, you've got trick-or-treating duties. I do, unfortunately. I've got to uh, cut this head off and stick another one on and go wow. knocking door. Can you do that door. now? <laughs> I'd love to, but uh, I don't want to get any blood on the keyboard. It's like Wurzel Gummy's never happened. The Christopher Lee. In the meantime, I'd just like to say bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers, Chris. Bye, Chris Lee. Cheers, bye, Jerry. Bye, Chris. This is... The soundtrack music to a film by the Ramsey Brothers from Bollywood. Listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in uh, the ancient Saxonic countryside. A couple of records that are horror light there. Guest House by. Who's it? Guest House. Bappy Lahari. Bappy Lahari, yeah, yeah. And a Ramsey Brothers classic. You, you do, 
wouldn't. In, not the most terrifying name for a film that is. The not, Guest House. Not really, no. But yeah, well, um, I think Guest House. I think Blackpool or Southport. Maybe. Yeah, only, Brighton. Only rivalled by my favourite Australian horror film, which is called A Plumber. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Confessions yeah. of. Or? You've heard of the Bogeyman. <laughs> no, yeah. Bo- yes. Uh, the, 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 yeah. The night train murders now meet the plumber. Oh right, okay. It's pretty, pretty scary. A lot of washes involved. Try to get a plumber on. Dry it's quite scary. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, the prices these yeah, in days. Fact, it's funny. I mean, yeah, Ramsey Brothers, brilliant. Uh, you imagine them to just be a couple of brothers making horror films in India, but yeah. I think there was actually seventeen brothers. Seventeen. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of them at it. Yeah, doing it. So splitting yeah. the PRS must be a nightmare. Exactly. Yeah, but they were filmmakers, not musicians. All oh, right. So splitting the rights or right, the, the, like the, the whatever. Yeah, yeah. The guest house. He met me in the guest house. Yeah. And made me a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, funny you say that. I was going through some uh, a lot of titles earlier, trying to find horror music for the show. Not that that's difficult but just more unlikely stuff. Let, let me just play you one here that I found. This horrific piece of music. Is this going to be scarier than the last two? Check this out. That's about as scary as daytime TV. Yeah, do you, yeah, what, what, what do you think that track's called? Daybreak. <laughs> no, no. Morning has broken. <laughs> Go on. Uh, coffee and a croissant at 11. That was Night of Doom. <laughs> well, was it yeah. really? By Rick, Rick Van der Linden, who actually does, usually does. Are the that. label press on the wrong side, then? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't, yeah. no. I couldn't d- divine any doom from that. Not one piece of doom, in fact. My it's... doom divining stick was, was, was pointed... That should be on bright yellow vinyl, that for me. It's a yeah. ray of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were a vampire, Pete, what? Uh-huh. sunshine would be quite scary. Would I shrink? Shrivel? Small. Be small. <laughs> and tiny. Not to take anything away from you two, Doug and Pete, because you are huh? <laughs> spooky in your, your own special ways. But now Vince has left the building, and Chris, I feel a little bit... Um, Oh, a little bit less spooky. I kind of I feel like we need a, 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 a is the place warming a dark, up a dark presence back in the in the room. You know, need an icy room yeah, again. Yeah, I mean we could we could always we could always get our, our good friend Victor Brox. Why do you find Victor scary? Well, having written on the last show, he explained how he wrote "Warning" by Black Sabbath, so he plays That's a big quite part. Dark. And and he was very much involved in Vertigo Records with um dark again Gra- with Graham Bond. So yeah. I mean, there's a problem here because we've already used the Ouija board. So how, this time, can we summon up um, uh, the great Victor Brox? I'll just lean over and prod him in. Wake up. Victor! Victor, wake up. Victor, you're back. You're back on the show. Come back. Baby, come back. It's Victor Brox again. Victor, Victor, right, this is our Halloween show. Mm -hmm. Having spent time flipping either side of the coin with... Jesus Christ Superstar versus your early compositions for Black Sabbath. It's fair to say that a blues man like you knows a lot about the devil's music, but I was going through my records recently and I found your name kept cropping up on records by Graham Bond, who did those amazing occult magic prog albums for Vertigo. (coughs) Tell me about Graham Bond. I used to go and watch Graham Bond at at the Twisted Wheel when he had um, Jack Bruce in the band, Dick Hextall-Smith, 
No, it's Ginger Baker. Ginger yeah, Baker on drums. Because yeah. yeah. Graham Bond was in Alexis Corner's band, you know. Yeah, yeah. Alexis always complained. He said, I can forgive Graham for stealing my band. I can forgive Graham for stealing my work. But I cannot forgive Graham for stealing my repertoire. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then eventually we met a Boston Glidertrome of all places. Right. And we were on the same bill. And we just stayed all night and just right. talked. And we got on so very well. Right. And then eventually I started playing with him, you know. Because he played organ and saxophone together. And I played organ and trumpet together. Right. And then right. we were both married to half-cast girls who right. sang. Although, frankly, Annette was a much better singer than Diane Stewart. But his intention was to build have a boat built with big speakers on it and two hammond organs and microphones and sail into new york harbor and take america by storm with me and him <laughs> and I, too. I mean I, I used to have records like solid bond and and you seemed like a bit of a button down sort of you know hammond keyboard sort of more of a moddy dude but then later on he seemed to assume this um Black magic alter ego, a lot like people from like Ramesses, who was produced by 10CC for, for Vertigo, and um, and obviously with the Black Sabbath link, um, not far from like a jazz Alistair Crowley, if that's not too uh, much of a crazy idea. He had a lot of crazy ideas, but he explained it to me. He said, My interest in the occult is because I had to have an intellectual discipline to keep me from sinking into the black hole right. of, of opiate addiction. Ah. And, the, and the, the one that he chose was the occult. Right. And, but, I mean, it was all deliberately... It became part of his image as well. And when, he, when I met him in, again in America, he was walking down Sunset Boulevard, handing out talismans and blessing people. And he added an E to his name, so it was Graham with an E bond, you know. It was very funny, because we were at um, Trident Studios when we recorded Holy Magic, and he had all the lights down and lit candles, and we had to process around in the Bible. Dr. John was similar in Dr. John's dressing room, because I did an album with him. The Bible was always open at a certain page, and he would put his finger, and then he'd, fa he'd find inspiration from what, whatever verse it was. Well, Graham was a little bit like that, except the Bible would be upside down. You know? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people take, take it all very seriously, and it's very influential, is that early satanic influence. But from the story you told me, it was all quite pantomime. What happened was somebody pulled a curtain and we <laughs> candle fell over and set fire to the curtains. We had to evacuate the place. <laughs> he almost burned it down. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny how the blues sort of like always inferred, there was always sort of hints to the dark side and the devil and crossroads and all these, these stereotypical things. But when... When progressive rock came in, the, it, people seemed to take it very literally and pushed it to the for, for, to the forefront. I mean, if if Black Sabbath were your archetypal inventors of heavy metal mm. band, I mean, uh, 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 with the with the genesis being a blues quartet, Graham Bond as well was bringing black magic into the into the fray. I mean, I think Graham sort of went into numerology and things like that. And, and learning uh, archaic 
languages which probably didn't even exist. Right, yeah. yeah. But he, he gave me a talisman. He made especially a triangular talisman yeah. with a pentagram done on supposedly on uh, human parchment. I don't think it was. <laughs> right, you know, but, okay. But, I mean, he was well aware of the fact that it was a big image of his, you know. Yeah. It became part of his image. I mean, he, he wore it well and, you know, he became very influential. It eventually mm-hmm. permeating the prog prog rock scene but what what was what was what were the roots i mean it obviously went back to blues a, a lot deeper i mean wh- when did blues first first go to the dark side i think basically the thing sprang from the fact that in the early days um, blues singers were also street preachers. Right. You get people like Blind Willie Johnson was more of a gospel singer than he was, although gospel didn't exist. Gospel was actually invented by by Georgia Tom, right. who was a, the pianist with Ma Rainey's band, and um, and he had a huge hit and wanted to get another big hit like that. And he'd looked around for some kind of music which had a lot, lot of following, you know. And he said, gospel. Right. And he invented, he, ch- he changed spirituals into gospel. Right. And he needed a really good singer. And the one he wanted was Sister Rosetta Tharp. Mm. Yep. But she was mm. already too big a star. So instead, he got Mahalia Jackson. Yep. Between the two of them, they invented gospel music. Right. At the time, as I say, you had these figures like, um, Blind Willie Johnson and, and Sunhouse and quite a lot of others. They either sang church music, which is spirituals, early gospel, or they would sing blues, which was called the devil's music. And that's where the idea came from, you see. The devil's music. And then some astute A&R man in Hollywood or London or God knows where decided it was a good selling point, you see. And Graham Bond came into that into that sort of sphere, but by another route, because he came in because he was looking for um, an intellectual diversion that stopped him just becoming a helpless junkie. And then other bands, it became a promotional feature, like Led Zeppelin selling their soul to the devil at the, and Robert Johnson at the crossroads and making a pact with the devil. But were you ever intimidated by by this um, these, this uh, dabbling in the in the darker arts? Well, I was brought up, you see, as not ex- the grandson of the manse. I was the eldest son of the eldest son of a preacher man, you know. As I was brought up in the church, I mean, I got most of my early music from the church because I had a wonderful organist and a wonderful singer and singing master. So that developed my the two sides of my playing, you see, uh, to a certain extent. But you will find that... Um, Quite a lot of people, including Johnny Cash, of course, yep. sang both spirituals and raunchy songs yep. as well. Yeah. It became an almost... I mean, Sister Rosetta thought she could do, like, uh, raunchy ballads with Chick Webb or whatever, and at the same time she could sing church music, like, Oh, Didn't It Rain, My Lord? Yeah. That was her big hit, wasn't it? In fact, I, my next CD is called Me and the Devil. Right. Me and the Devil was walking side by right. side. right. Right, so how is he these days? <laughs> the devil, he's doing very well, I think. Isn't he sort of standing for the American presidency? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will do, Victor, that will do. Trump's well, enough for me. Well, thank you, as always, Victor. It's nice to shine a yeah. bit of light on the early days mm. of uh, a, a lot of the mm. uh, the music we've been mm. playing on this show. And it's, it kind of feels like we're coming up to, uh, almost coming up to the end it does of our Halloween special. It's been, quite, it's been horrible, hasn't it? It's been absolutely 
dire. It's like I've had my brain taken out of my body and, and fed to a giant vulture surrounded by a coven of half-man, half-stag-like beasts <sighs> until I wake up screaming, realising that I've really quite enjoyed myself. It's been a great show, I Good. think. Yeah, do you not think? Yeah, it's been uh, blood-curdling. Mr Douglas Shipton, on the horror show, it's time for some more horror. What have you got? Yeah, where's this next one coming from, Doug? From Italy, we've uh, tracked by quite a seminal group named Jacula, famed for featuring Antonio Bartocetti, electronic heroine Doris Norton, as well as an actual medium who, if I'm not mistaken, actually provides the vocals on this song. Uh, they only released two albums before changing their name, of course, to Antonius Rex, who are definitely also worth checking out. This is Jacula's Valza.
that was Jacula with Jacula's Balza. Jacula, Antonius Rex, what a brilliant ending to the show. It couldn't happen without him. It was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely terrible. You know, I've been on the Robotron uh, 360, uh, and I'm glad I can finish the show with uh, a bit of something that I've learned is what the Ubi-Man actually is. Is this a reference to Captain Beefheart from uh, earlier? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the Ubi-Man is a head-shrinking witch doctor. Oh, and apparently fascinating. Y- you're never meant to say his name more than three times. What, whose name? Ubi-Man. Ubi, Ubi-Man? Well, we've said it four or five times throughout the show and I Scary. don't feel any, uh, any any different, you know, because my head's big enough as it is. It doesn't really bother oh, me risky. when I say Ubi-Man, Ubi-Man, Ubi-Man until the, 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 the end of time. I don't believe in these things. They don't really uh, happen. I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in the supernatural. Halloween's a bit of fun for the kids. I don't believe in any of this nonsense. He was up into your bones. Absolutely uh, fine. Pete, I don't know if I'm getting a migraine or we need to turn the, the lights on. Look at you, you little head shrinking. You need to get down Northern Soul Bird. You little shrinky pig head. Look at you, little cow head. You got a pig head. Look at you. Look at you, little brownie, little green. Look at you, little From somewhere in the English countryside, you have been listening to our Halloween special. This is the Finders Keepers radio show, making global local. From global glam to failed pop, around the world, this is the Finders Keepers radio show, making global local. Mm-hmm.